This is Wildcat Country. It's only right. The ball's in his hands. A milestone victory for Arizona. Simon Says Championship. All the inside scoop on U of A athletics. Welcome to another edition of Wildcat Country. Eric Cohen and Shane Dale, and let's be honest, it is never a dull moment. What are we going to talk about this week, Eric? I mean, I'm telling you what. We always panic, you know, when football season's over and basketball season's not happening. What are we going to talk about? And that's never a problem, is it? It, it is never a problem. Normally, we have guests on the show. This week, there's just so much for Shane and I to talk about. It's going to be the two of us. Uh, and, you know, we're in the middle of basketball season. We're pushing that to the second segment because there's Again. a lot of a lot of things going on here. And, yeah. you know, if you're listening to this podcast, well, we obviously appreciate it. Uh, it's been a wild few weeks. Uh, we, You know, you talk about ups and downs since that bowl win over Oklahoma. And just when you think things are on the right track and – going in the right direction, and then something, the rug gets pulled out from under you. So we'll talk about it all. Uh, let's get right to it. This is uh, We're going to jump right into buy or sell, Shane. There's a lot Works. to buy and yep. sell this week. It is presented by our friends at Ice Shaker. Go to icehaker.com, use promo code Wildcat Country, capital W, capital C, and get $5 off. All right, Shane. Number one, we'll look back on Dave Hickey's tenure as a major success, the athletic director for U of A who was let go on Monday. Yeah, if you're going to throw in the word major, I would certainly sell it. Um, let for the moment, because I think the dust is going to settle on the whole financial situation, right? And and how much blame Dave Hickey really has on the the miscalculation or whatever you want to call it of two hundred forty million dollars. Let I'm just going to look at this from the from the sports side of things and not so much the financial side, which I know we're intertwined, but. Uh, I, I think looking back at his seven years, and I was at his introductory press conference seven years ago, and um, you know, I was encouraged by the hire then. Um, and and I, I thought overall he did an admirable job. Uh, I think you look at some of the hires that he made, or at least he collaborated in making. That's a whole other thing as far as you know wh- who was really in charge of these decisions. Was it him or was it Doctor Robbins? Um, certainly, bringing Tommy Lloyd to Tucson was was a great move. Uh, bringing Jed Fish, I know he le- he spurned us, but he he did great things in Tucson. I think uh, Brent Brennan will prove at, at this point. Adia, I know, Adia. Adia Barnes as well. Uh, Chip Hale, the jury's still out. Uh, Caitlin Lowe, I think, was a good hire, but we'll have to wait and see. But but you know the, the one you know the men's basketball and football are the money drivers, and I think Dave made some very good decisions there. Uh, so someone, I, someone, there was someone as well. But and, and I I mean, look, I think we're all excited about someone at first. So I don't necessarily blame him, but I think they, he learned a lot from, from that situation. So yeah, hits and misses uh, overall, I think it was a net positive in terms of the, the, the guys he, or the, the, the guys and gals he brought to Tucson. Um, and I think that I, I remember early on in the uh, Hickey's tenure, uh, Rich Rodriguez was at an event in Phoenix when he was still at, at, uh, at the football coach and mentioned uh, that Dave Hickey was great in terms of uh, helping move the the indoor facility that he had been clamoring for yep. for years forward. He helped get that done. So that was a big deal as well. Having that indoor building now, something that Brett, one of the first things Brent Brennan mentioned was when I was here, that was like a pipe dream. And now uh, they have that facility. Yeah. So, so credit for that credit for, I think overall uh, his hires were a net positive. 
Um, and we'll have to wait and see uh, where the dust settles as far as the uh, you know the financial mismanagement. Was it all on him? Did he get thrown under the bus? We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I don't know if it was, uh, I wouldn't call his tenure a major success. Yeah, it might have been a success, and that's fine. Uh, I, I only met Dave once, uh, seemed like a nice guy. Didn't seem like a guy that was, you know, Greg Byrne was in your face. I mean, he was everywhere. Uh, and I that's what I appreciate about Greg. I mean, you could say what you want, but I, I personally always had a good rapport with Greg uh, when I was working back at, in TV. I mean, he would come into a little podunk TV station here in, in Phoenix and do interviews and multiple. Yeah. He came I up mean, to he, 15 once too, to promote the, uh, was it yeah. the, the cactus kickoff between Arizona yeah. and BYU. So yeah, no, he I mean, was, I, he Greg was got it. Greg yep. understood it. Dave wasn't that guy. No. And, and, and I don't know that very many people are Greg Byrne as far as, you know, willing to go in. There's and a reason that. he's at Alabama. Yeah. Well, right. And, and, and you can understand that. With that said, I think Dave did a nice job. I think the Brennan hire, in my opinion, was uh, Dr. Robbins allowing Dave to make the hire so that if it works out, he'll take the credit. Uh, Dave or uh, Robbins will take the credit. And if it doesn't work out, then he'll pin it on Dave. I, I don't, I, it's, it's hard to sit here right now and say Robbins is coming off as a great guy because he's, it's it's not great. And I'm not going to sit here. I don't know him. I've never met him. What he's doing, I'd be, correct me if I'm wrong, Shane, he's not coming off wonderful here. He's not. Uh, no, I well, I, I agree with you. And I think, look, we all have mixed feelings about how involved he allegedly is with the athletic department. Um, I think we are all didn't care for it originally when he, when Jed fish was hired, cause it sounded like that was kind of his decision. You know, and Dave, he was asked about it the day of, you know, whose decision was it? And Dave said, well, it was a joint decision that pretty much told me it was probably Robin's decision. Uh, I think if it was up to Dave, Brett Brennan would have been the coach three years ago. Uh, yeah. But if he is, if Robin's is that involved, you know, and I, you know, I remember seeing him, you know, he, the, the last home game Arizona had against Utah, he was on the sideline talking with Jed Fish the whole time. You know, he was not a lot of university presidents do that. If he was that involved, is it really plausible that, that, that he has had, didn't know about what was going on with the, with the, the misallocation of funds? Yeah, of course, of course. Does, he does the, going on. And, yeah, and the mean, question is, does the, does the buck stop with him? I don't know all the ins and outs in the athletic department. I haven't worked in one, so I want to be careful about that, but you do wonder, you know, once this audit comes down, which is supposed to later this week, what's is what's going to happen with him? And and was Dave Hickey really thrown under the bus? Was he really the scapegoat? Yeah, he was. Situation? Yeah. I think he was. Yeah, I I, I do. Uh, Robbins uh, is not uh, does not come off looking great. All right, so our buddy uh, Corey Leff, aka John Wall Street, is pitching John Brody, former Learfield CRO, and. Uh, Tim Pernetti, who was, uh, you know, president of IMG Academy and was uh, second in the race for the uh, Big Ten commissioner job. He's pitching those as uh, potentials. Great. I appreciate that. Um, with that said, I I mean, listen, I would not have let Dave go right away. And the thing that's weird about this to me, and then we'll, we'll move on. I, Dave, you're going to let Dave Hickey go right now, which I understand. But then he's allowed to work for two more weeks. Either yeah. get him out of the building, and, and and I don't think Robbins. I think Erica Barnes deserves the job, and I don't think Robbins has. Was, any it, was it interesting though that, that that it was Mike Andrea who was yeah. named the interim AD, yeah. and I and instead of Erica Hansen, and you never know, maybe she was offered it and she said no. I don't know, but that was just no. an interesting development. Er, Erica Barnes would be perfect, uh, and I think it's a, it's a shame she's been in that athletic department for a long time, and I think it's a shame she's not going to get her shot now. 
she's probably just not one of Robin's people and simple as that, but it's frustrating. And we'll more on this as it goes along. We never had Dave Hickey on this show. We tried yeah. and, and we never had him. Well, we, I, we, I, and the, the last thing I'll say is as long as, as Dr. Robbins is the president, I wonder how difficult it might be for Arizona to land a, a potential top replacement as an athletic director because of that, his, his reputation as a guy yeah. who kind of runs the department. Uh, and then, of course, there's the whole financial issue. And did, did Dave get run, get thrown under the bus? You know, the, the 80 circles, I'm sure, are as tight as the coaching circles. And these discussions are going to be made. So if you want to bring in someone like like one of Corey Left's guys or like a, a Mac Rhodes at Baylor, who was a, 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 mm-hmm. an Arizona alum, I wonder if they're even going to consider Arizona considering the current state of affairs. Yeah, and I, I completely get that because it, it's going to be a mess. With that said... We'll talk more about this in the coming weeks. Let's talk about all of the craziness that happened uh, in the last week since we were on. Brent Brennan had, in my opinion, a heck of a first week, uh, got a lot of players to stay. Shane, number two, grade Brent Brennan's first week as Arizona's head coach. Not necessarily a buy or sell. Yeah. I mean, a letter grade is how you would uh, how you would rate his first week. Well, put it this way. If you ask me buy or sell uh, a letter grade of A so far, I would buy it in a heartbeat because mm-hmm. he's done, I think, everything that he possibly can do to this point. I mean, it was, uh, you know, it. I always tell people it's, a, it's an event. Every time, every basketball game at McHale Center is an event. It's not just mm-hmm. a game. And then yeah. we saw that with the football team and Noah and Team Mac announcing they're coming back and then the football players joining uh uh, Brent Brennan with a fantastic jacket he was wearing on the court, by the way, uh, for for that uh, you know in between uh, uh, during the commercial break and, and and getting the fans excited. Um, so in term step number one, I think you know, and it's the one first step of many, but step number one is okay. How many of these current players on from from the Jet Fish era? Can, can I retain um, and bring back next season and sell them on this program and and sticking with it and. He's done a fantastic. Didn't get everyone. You bet. You know, jo- Jonah oh. Coleman left for Washington. Totally get it. Close relationship with Scotty. Bryce Sox probably gone. Bryce Sox, Dakario Davis, maybe, maybe not. Maybe. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. But but yeah. to get uh, Fafita and McMillan and Burnett and Mon- all the all the Servite guys are coming back. Uh, Wendell Moe on the offensive Luke. line. Speedy's Four out coming of five back on the offensive line. Yep. Yep. Uh, uh, and yep. then you got the the the. Is it, um, Dalton Johnson, yep. uh, Traden Stooks, Gunnar Malnado. All those guys are coming back. Uh, and then you get some of the guys who committed to the to the twenty twenty four class. Uh, Jordan Washington is the most recent That's one huge. running back. That's, massive. Yeah, massive. Matt Moreno, our guy Matt Moreno, loves him and talked him yep. up a lot. Uh, so it he's done it, everything so far that he can. Uh, it sounds like you know the coaching staff is starting to come together. We've seen that already. Uh, the big question, and we'll get into this more later, is you know the, the chemistry. You know the the current players a new coaching staff how's that all going to go that's going to you know once the honeymoon's sort of over we'll have to see how that all shakes out in the day that they grind but i don't think you can ask more of brent brennan than what he's done and i am so i thought fafita and t-mac were going to be gone you know along with yeah, most I, everyone else and and what he's done so far and just selling them uh on on the the lo- you know sticking with arizona whether it's loyalty or just the vision for the program or convincing them that they can win i'm sure nil money had something to do with it as well uh, it's been it's been a master class for Brent Brennan in, in a very short time so far. All right, so a couple of things that have been out there uh, over the last week or so. So the runners up for McMillan and Fafita were was Alabama, not Washington. So just I did, I did hear that. Yeah, yeah, that, that was and I'm sure they got offered. And interesting, you talk about how could Jeff Fish turn down money? I'm sure Fafita and T Mac would have gotten offered a lot more to go to Alabama. Well, no, no question. They, that was pretty much. Yeah, I think Fafita's dad came out and said that, and also. 
it there are strong uh things out there that those guys are taking less money and distributing more of that nil money yeah. to their teammates which just shows that they're good human beings and good teammates and, and they want to win and this team as it stands right now is a top 25 team going into next year are they the favorites in the big 12 as they were before no yeah. uh, utah's probably there uh but i think Arizona, you can make an argument with Kansas, Kansas State, Oklahoma State, right there in the two through five range on paper going into next year. And that's what you can ask. Now, we're going to see Brent Brennan's going to bring in some of his guys, mm-hmm. and I get that. But right now, I mean, what those guys did on Saturday was electric. Mm-hmm. And, and I so good job for Brent Brennan. I, I think let, let's, let's start. We'll, we'll kind of carry this into number three, Shane. Regardless of what happens from here, Arizona's roster retention has already far exceeded expectations. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I thought so many other more guys would be gone. And let's remember, too, there is another transfer portal period. So you have to wait and see. Some of these guys who said they're coming back, you know, they get acclimated to this new coaching staff and they go through spring practice and everything. Some of these guys still might say, you know what? I wanted to give it a mm-hmm. shot. I wanted to give it, but it's just not the right fit for me. And that's okay. That still might happen. So it's not, it's not a. Yeah, they'll a lose lot. some guys. Yeah. They, they probably will lose some more. And, and that's okay. You know, you don't want guys who are going to stick around just because out of some sense of loyalty, which I mean, I respect that, but they have to do what's right for them and, and mm-hmm. their future. So, so I get that. And then, but, you know, certainly the commitments they have, the, the recommitments from, from so many guys is, is, is fantastic. I, I think one thing in particular the Jetfish and his staff did very, very well at was add depth mm-hmm. uh, at multiple positions, especially up front on both sides of the ball to where I think that was a big advantage for Arizona late in games. You'd see yeah. guys in their team suck and win in the fourth quarter, and, and Arizona was still able to rotate guys in and out. And Arizona's lost a lot of those guys, guys who you don't you, you didn't see on the stat sheet very much, but would come in and 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 play and spell the 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 starters for for a good chunk and, and have them fresh late in game. So that's going to be a big challenge. But no, I don't think you could reasonably ask any more of what than what Brett Brennan and his the, the staff that he's beginning to build oh. have already done in terms of bringing guys back. No question. And and we're forgetting about one other aspect of this, Shane. And we don't know how the coaching staff's all going to shake out. Getting uh, Zoe Carter as the running back coach, he's an excellent recruiter. That's what Arizona needed. But Dwayne Aquina, mm-hmm. as uh, as Arizona's defensive coordinator, he's talking about retention. By the way, he's a phenomenal follow on Twitter. I mean, he's, he's yeah, he's posted more in the last week than he had like in the past year or two. I think. Outstanding. Fired up. He, I mean, the fact that this was a guy that was trending towards retirement, mm-hmm. I had heard from behind the scenes, I think we talked about this uh, at some point, that there were some... Not he wasn't necessarily on the same page as Jed Fish. That's why I don't think Johnny Nansen was either. That's why those guys had left before Jed went to Washington. I don't think it was the fact that they were worried that Jed was going to take another job. I think they thought, okay, we're just not on the same page with Jed. Uh, bringing Akina back, he's going to get a chance to run that unit. Uh, Arizona's defense significantly improved with Dwayne Akina's presence. You can credit Johnny Nansen uh, somewhat, but I think you have to give Akina credit as you have Shane. So to bring him back, I think is is phenomenal. And we'll see what kind of staff he puts together on the defensive side of the ball. I think in the next week, we should see uh, the offensive coordinator. What are they going to do there? Uh, and then on the defensive staff there. But right now, I mean, you got to be thrilled with what we've seen. And I want to thank on this show, and I, I highly doubt that a billionaire is listening to this program, but uh, Humberto Lopez uh, has been crucial in all this. Um, and maybe this is part of the reason that Hickey's not, you know, employed anymore by Arizona or won't be much longer. Maybe he, he didn't connect to the boosters 
like Mr. Lopez as he probably should have. Because it's interesting how Lopez, I, I really had never heard his name. And then he comes out of the blue in the last week. He's spending all this yeah. money on players, apparently sending Jed Fish nasty text messages. <laughs> Yeah. We'd never heard of him. I mean, yeah, you ever I, heard of him I, yeah, no. And I, I think that the booster that I think we'd all heard knew for a long time was Artie Moreno. Yeah. Uh, uh, so we, everyone, I think everyone knew whose name. Um, but yeah, it's interesting that, uh, that, that Lopez is kind of, he's come out of, uh, I want to say out of nowhere, obviously, but, but he's, he's come out mu- much more publicly and basically the money he's spending right now seems like it's F Jed fish money. And yeah. basically just, just screw you. I'm going to make sure that you don't get these guys, but you know what? Hey, that works out fine for us as fans. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's crazy times, man. But yeah, as much respect to uh, it, to Humberto Lopez, and and it it does show you that you know it's all it's more about money than it's ever been. Unfor- unfortunately, you know. Yeah, but but here's here's the, the difference, though, Shane. Yeah, this is a guy that uh, very well could have. Uh, you know, he he understands that Washington could have spent Arizona. Mm. I mean, they have more they have more donors with that program. They just went to the national championship game. Yeah. But he did his best and, and he made it personal. You know, uh, Jed Fish's motto here was it's personal. Uh, he made it personal. With that said, I'm going to I'm going to say this again. I think some of the hate for Jed Fish is flat out wrong. And maybe it's a controversial opinion. I don't expect you to always agree and anybody to always agree with what I said. With that said here, Shane, this is a guy that that rebuilt Arizona's football program. We always said if he left in Arizona you know, it was, or he was poached away. That means he did good things for Arizona's football program. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's because of when he left at this cycle and the fact that he was planning behind the scenes to poach a lot of these players. I, I think there's yeah. some negative feelings, but I personally like Jay Johnson the other year, I am grateful for what they contributed sure. to these programs. Yeah. And I think what happened, Eric is that the longer that, that the contract extension didn't go, went unapproved the more nervous jetfish probably got with the situation and i'm sure he knew what was going on behind the scenes with dave hickey and robert robbins as well and he's like you know what i don't know if the board of regents is actually going to approve this because of the optics or whatever and here i have this other school offering me almost twice as much money so i don't want to take it but i kind of feel like i have to i think that's yeah. the situation he was in you could decide whether that was right or wrong i think mm-hmm. that that's what ultimately was was the driving factor for jetfish with that said if Arizona's motto this season is F Jed Fish and it works for them, that's fantastic. I don't know the players feel that way. I don't know how much ill will there is of any for, for most of the players, but if that's the rallying cry and that's what gets them, uh, that's what you know, leads them to some success in their first year in the Big 12, then so be it. So number four, I want to talk about this one from Saturday. Um, Scooby Wright posted uh, a a status on Twitter or an update on Twitter. He said, making announcements that you're not transferring is very cringe to me. Now I personally saw that I liked it. Didn't, didn't make any comments. And I heard from Scooby who messaged me right afterwards. And he said, man, I'm getting crushed for this one. And so let, let's, let's break this down because I can see both sides of the Shane. Do you agree with what's, do you buy what Scooby said? Or do you sell it? Uh, Ten years ago, I would buy it. I, I think it, it's crazy that times really have changed that much since he played college football, but they have. You know, and Scooby's been—he's been great. He's been a, a guest on our program a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. He co-wrote the forward for my last book. Love Scooby; he's fantastic. I, I completely get where he's coming from. I think the difference is 
the combination of NIL money, the transfer portal, those announcements are, are maybe even, I don't want to say needed, but certainly more relevant now than they used to be. Because I think mm-hmm. the assumption now is that when a coach leaves, guys are all going to transfer out. You know, and that that's always been the case to some extent, but but more so now than it's than it ever has been. The other aspect of it is just the hype factor, you know, and the, the video. I, I'll be honest, the the little video that Noah and T Mac made, I've watched it probably a dozen times. It was great, and they showed it on the big screen at McHale Center, and it hyped everyone up. It's yeah. gonna help them sell tickets, so it's more it, it it's much of a marketing thing as anything. So I get it. I completely get where he's coming from. It's like you're making video announcements that you're staying now. But with the, I think a lot of Arizona fans assumed that these guys were gone and Arizona wanted to get to our attention and say, no, 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 wait a minute. These guys are staying. Please stick with us. Please stay the course. Please buy tickets. Uh, so from that perspective, I think it was important. Totally get Scooby's point. And again, a decade ago in that, in that environment, I probably would have agreed with him. But times really have ch- dramatically changed that much since then. All right. First of all, let me say this. I think anybody that is posting negative comments to Scooby Wright on this particular issue, you have to go is through an me. Idiot. Is yeah. an idiot. Yeah, is an idiot. I mean, I'm just, uh, you know, I'll be honest. That's that's how I feel. Do you have to agree with him? No, but to, to say you're you're wrong, Scooby, you're a moron. Ridiculous. I did, mean, did people it, say that? I didn't see all the comments. People, I saw some people, people were, that I saw some people that respectfully disagree with him. But I, I and I have no problem with that. I think yeah. that's a great. I think that's a great way to handle it. If you're respectful about anything on social media, you know, uh, whatever we put, you know, there are people that on our videos on YouTube that'll post ridiculous things. How dare I respect yeah, well listen if somebody doesn't agree with me of course I say a lot of dumb things that you you're not going to agree with I'm sure over all these shows that we do. With that said there's a way of going about it. I I get where Scooby's coming from. I actually I understand it completely. Yeah, oh, I totally. I am old school. Yeah. You and I are old school in a way Shane. With that said, I also had somebody like my mom came to me who knows nothing about Arizona football. And she's like, "Yeah, you know what? I saw what those kids did. I thought it was really cool how they yeah. came out and they hyped the crowd up." I mean, this is somebody that's unbiased, that has absolutely no uh, skin in the game here. Yeah. And, and said, you know, I think it's cool. So I, I see it from both sides. I just don't want anybody to be critical of Scooby for putting his point of view out there. I don't like that this is the day and age where you have to make a, a video for a commitment and then a video for a recommitment. Yeah. You don't have. It, I mean, you I, don't have I to. It. I mean, like like Kean Burnett just said, you know, I'm I'm back Tucson or something. You know, but but Kean Burnett is a guy that has you know, had how many yards receiving over the I last understand years. your point. I'm just saying it's not something you have to do, but I don't. And I, again, I, I think of this was, you know, the mid 2010s, you know, it's crazy to think that was a decade ago. Then I think I'd be, I'd be with him. But I think again, with the expectation being that most of these guys were going to transfer that I thought Fafita was gone. I thought McMillan was gone. I, that was a, that was a heck of a moment. It was a great video and it was a great moment. And so I think, at least in, in in the case of those guys and some of the others who made big plays throughout the season, I'm I'm okay with it. But I totally get Scooby's point. I respect it, and and we should have him back on a chat about it at some point. I, I absolutely would like to. With that said, I also want to point out one other thing. I said, you know, this team had a hell of a year, and I said, how do you think you guys would have stacked up against them, the 2014 team? And he said they would have beaten us. Oh wow! So there you there you I didn't have expect, it. I, you just told me that for the first time, and I did yeah, not expect I, that I answer from interest. I did. Yeah. So I said to Scooby, I said, you know, this was, you guys were a great team as well. I said, you know, what do you think about it? And his response was, yeah, they would have beaten, I think. So, um, I actually, I didn't want to say it, but I actually agree with him. I do too. Well, I mean, I think we can, we can all agree, Shane, that this Arizona team 
was the best team since 1998. Yeah, agree. Best, yeah. and I, I don't, and I think 2014 is a distant third. Uh, I, well, I don't know they're distant, yeah. but I, I think all the stars aligned in 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 2014. I think this team was le- legitimately well-rounded um, you know, on all on all facets, and yeah. especially when Fafita came in anyway, um, and and deserved every you know deserved their final ranking of number eleven. All right, uh, last bonus question before we we'll, we'll talk basketball in the second segment. So that there's one good thing about Jedfish being gone. Does that mean Shane? It's the end of the DJ. <laughs> I thought about that a couple of weeks ago, but I thought you know what? There's bigger things to bigger things to talk about. Um, you, you're hoping, right? I listen. Of all the things Jed Fish did, that was by far the worst. Was it his idea though, or was it just like it something? Has to that, be. Absolutely, yeah. he wanted to have that in there. Yeah. And thought he would thinking he would fire up the the team. I mean, that and the, that stupid country song in year one. That was no. Really he bad. he learned from that. Get rid of the DJ. We don't need it. Uh, you can play music like any other normal. You yeah. know, if the fans for this team are not going to be fired up enough to show up and be loud at, at the proper points, it's ridiculous. Yeah, we don't like, need that. We don't need that annoying DJ. Yeah, it's like when in McHale Center, like late in the game when they're against UCLA when they're making the rally and everyone was going crazy. Like you see the like the little sign that says like noise or like it's like. Yeah. You don't need to put that on Mikhail's. You shouldn't have to put that anywhere. It errors in the stadium. Maybe it makes more sense. But yeah, the DJ, I think it's like, we already have Jeff Dean, the PA announcer. Yep. He mm-hmm. he can do it. He, he, you don't need a second guy. And sometimes they feel like they kind of step on each other and it just gets ridiculous. So there, yeah, I, no, I think this is there, an opportunity to make a change. Yes. There, there is nobody that's over the age of 40 years old in my, and I'm about to be 41 that thought the DJ was, was good. I mean, yeah. if you did, and you can put it in the, and I'm sure he's a nice guy. He needs to get his, off our lawn, basically. His his antics at the stadium, and we've talked about this a lot on this program. Enough is enough. Okay, so if there's a positive, look on the bright side. I'm glad we'll you talk got a lot more system. about. Yeah. yeah, listen, this football stuff is not going away anytime soon. Giving Shane and I a lot of content, and we appreciate that. We do. Coming up next, let's talk a little basketball here in Wildcat Country. What's up, Wildcat Country? Chris Gronkowski here, and I'm at the Ice Shaker Warehouse, the proud sponsor of the Wildcat Country podcast. And I got something new and exciting to show you. We're talking about the 4D printed University of Arizona shaker bottles with the legacy championships on it. Check it out now at iceshaker.com. Shane, I'll tell you what, on Saturday, uh, that game was cringeworthy throughout. I mean, when it was, what, uh, 32 to 13 or thereabouts, uh, I mean, it's a great, great win. But that game was hard to watch. It it, it was. And I'm not shocked because UCLA was was finally starting to put things together. They they looked more like the team that we expected this season. Uh, I wasn't shocked. Well, I was was surprised they fell behind by as much as they did. I wasn't surprised it was close late. I'm surprised at kind of the path the game took. And Tommy Lloyd said after the game, he and I'm paraphrasing, but he basically said, look, if this game was anywhere else, we wouldn't have won. It was a classic case. Like we talked about a lot of the McHale Center crowd dragging the team past the finish line. So they're going through a funk right now. I think the common denominator is Kylan Boswell. Arizona's been able to overcome bad performances from Caleb Love. But when Kylan Boswell doesn't play well, they really struggle. Now, Saturday was an exception. They found a way to win anyway. And Boswell did make the great play, the steal, and then the three-pointer on the other end. But that was pretty much it. 
So it, as Kylan Boswell goes, so will the Arizona Wildcats going forward. And hopefully he'll be able to figure things out pretty soon. All right. So would you say by yourself that the way Arizona won Saturday's game was necessary and it because it showed that they can rally from a large deficit, which might be a necessary evil come March? Uh, I'll sell it just because I think we already know they're capable of going on big runs. They've come from behind late in games. Not not that big a margin, but I don't know if it was necessary to win like that. I'm glad they did win. That's all that really matters. But uh, I, I don't think it was. I, I just put it this way. I can't find many positives in fall, falling behind that much against an average UCLA team at home. Like it was that. it was terrible. I mean, it was it was the, the win was great. And maybe this will fire him up going into this weekend. We'll make our picks here shortly. I uh, want to point this out. Uh, there's some rumors from the UCLA message boards that uh, Mick Cronin and the UCLA program have no intention of playing in McHale Center anytime soon because of the hostility of the Arizona fans. Any oh, is, that, is, that the, that? is that the official reason? Or is it just apparently, to, yeah. get, to get their butt kicked and, and Mick Cronin has to blame the refs every time? Well, of course, but but he doesn't like the hostility of the fans, apparently. Uh, well, it, then good luck in the Big Ten, Mick. Uh, and, good, and good luck dealing with, with some bigger guys there in the Big Ten who are going to, you know, move your guys around on the paint and then you can blame the refs every single night. No, I, it's I fine. If they want to, if they want to act like that, that's fine. But you know, yeah. Tough, uh, tough uh, the women's team, uh, since we, you know, I think a few weeks ago, you're like, Hey, they got a chance to make the tournament big weekend coming up. And whether they lost four or five in a row, uh, yes. we, we just, we just stick the fork in them. Are we done S- several by very close games, except for the last one. No, not yet. Surprisingly, just because they oh, still have, on. they still have a lot of chances for big wins. Uh, so is there a bigger issue with the women's team? Maybe we'd love to talk to coach Barnes about it at some point. You know, I saw my Naji like some tweets about the, you know, some sort of issues within the program, but um, now not done yet. Definitely on the outside looking in, but, uh, I would not put the final nail in the coffin as far as NCAA tournament hopes. Just, uh, yet. I'm sticking the fork in, uh, okay. you can, you can Feel say free. good night there. Uh, and I'm kind of bummed. We haven't had a Dia on, I know we've tried for months and you know, there's a lot well, of, we haven't, we, have, we haven't reached out for a little while. I'll, we'll, we'll okay. try to get her on again. It's just been so many other things to talk about. It's been, great. Yeah, and I agree the football team, you know, obviously and basketball teams had a great run. Yeah, you know, there's a problem in that program. I don't think uh, there there are some issues there. I I don't know what's when when you see the amount of players and coaches that that have churned out of this program, there are problems. And this team is playing very hard. It's a, there's yeah. no question about that. They are they are playing. We've with had some injury issues as well, but you yeah. bet. I mean, they're down to eight the eight players. I mean, essentially, and, but they're playing really hard. So I really commend the players that are out there. But this team, this program has problems. And something needs to be fixed. All right, let's make some picks. Uh, we have uh, five things that we're going to pick. We did not count last week's because we had a lot going on with Brennan. We did not expect that. Start with a Pac-12 unranked road win, Shane. Which way are you going here? Uh, I'm going to go with UCLA over USC. You know, Bruins, like I said, started to put it together. UCLA still has injury issues. So that, that's my uh, my road win for the week. Boy, USC is a disaster right now. Uh, that's an interesting pick. I'm going ASU over Oregon State. You can pretty much assume how I'm go- what I'm going to do with uh, Arizona against the Beavers as well. ASU is actually not bad. Uh, yeah. when, I, when we saw them in person, they were dreadful. But yeah. I'm kind of impressed with what I've seen. Three-way tie for first in the conference right now with Oregon and Arizona. Yep. All right, top 25 loss against an unranked team. What do you have, Shane? Uh, I'm going to take a couple teams Arizona's beaten here. I'm going to uh, take Michigan State over Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin was on a roll until they slipped up at Penn State last week. They just barely got by Minnesota on the road. Michigan State's won three in a row. They lost a very close game at uh, Illinois a couple weeks ago. So I'm going to go with the Spartans to get the road win. 
I'm going Boise State over number 18, Utah State. Boise State at home has been really, really good. I think they, yeah. they lost their first game at home in like the last 25 or something like that uh, the other week. I think they will bounce back. Pretty darn, pretty good team. Might have a chance to make the tournament out of the Mountain West. So I'm going to go with them. My top 10 loss against an unranked team, going Alabama to pull an upset, midweek upset over number eight, Auburn. How about you, Shane? I like it. I like it. Yeah, not a lot to choose from. I like yours the best probably, but if I have to pick another one, I'll go with Kansas State over Houston. Uh, K-State's 4-1 and one in the Big 12. They just beat Baylor. Not a lot of great options, but I'll go with that one. All right, let's talk about uh, Arizona at Oregon State on uh, Thursday night, 9 o'clock game, 8 o'clock local up, up in the Pacific Northwest. How do you feel about the Wildcats' chances against the Beavers team that has lost five in a row? Lost five in a row, last place in the Pac-12. They are 9-2 and two at home. Um, only one game during their current losing streak was at home, and that was overtime, an overtime loss to Stanford. If Arizona's thinking about Oregon already and, and disregarding Oregon State, they're going to find themselves in another close game on the road. You know, Jordan Pope, Oregon State's leading scorer, struggled at Utah and Colorado, uh, but he did. He had scored 20-plus points in four in, uh, four straight games before that. He's a good three-point shooter, good free-throw shooter. I think he's going to come back home and play well against Arizona. I'm going to take the Wildcats to win, but I think it's going to be close. I'm taking like five to six points. All right. I'm going to take uh, the Wildcats by 12. I think Arizona is going to play with some momentum coming off that performance on Saturday and, uh, and you know, put it on Oregon State early and often. I, you know, I love Wayne Tinkle. I think he's the best coach in the I conference. I know you do. Yes, I've said that for years. Nothing against you, Tommy Lloyd. Uh, just my uh, love for Wayne Tinkle. Listen, when you can get that team the other year that did not belong in the tournament and get them to the Elite Eight, I'm sold for life. Uh, I, I think, sorry, Wayne, I'm picking Arizona by double digits here. Now, on Saturday, they're going to Eugene and the ugliest court in college basketball. Mm. Jane, I think Oregon, I know Oregon lost both games uh, to the Mountain Schools last week, uh, Colorado and Utah. It's a tough trip. Oregon was... Yep, it's a tough trip. Arizona's going to have that trip in a few weeks. I do not like their chances this weekend. I think for, for this particular game, I'd take Oregon by eight. I I, I need to see more from Arizona, and yeah. I'm going with the Ducks here. I, and it's the first time I've picked against Arizona all year, I think. Yeah, I you know I think Arizona's going to be up a bit more for this one just because I think it's going to have more of a big game kind of feel. Oregon has uh, one of the best home court advantages in the Pac-12 outside of McHale Center, mm -hmm. and Arizona just typically doesn't win there. And Oregon hasn't lost a game at home this season. They're one of four teams that hasn't, and Arizona still has to visit the other three. Mm -hmm. uh, Oregon's a good three-point shooting team. They are last in the Pac-12 in field goal percentage defense, so I think uh, Arizona's going to make some shots. I think it's going to be a close game back and forth. I just think Oregon's home court edge is going to be a bit too much to overcome. I'm going to take the Ducks by, I'll, I'll say, five points. All right. Um, listen, if Arizona wins this game, that's what I need to see going into uh, a home to, into home dates against the Northern California schools next mm -hmm. week. The you got to beat Oregon State on Thursday. There are absolutely no yeah. excuses to lose that game. Yeah. You're the number nine team in the country. When it comes to the Oregon game, play the game close. It's a very, very, it's a tough place to play regardless. It's a good Oregon team that's fighting for a chance in the tournament. Just, I don't have a good feeling. Give us your picks. You know, let us know what you think. Put it on Twitter. Put it on our YouTube page. And uh, we'll see if you're more correct. Maybe we'll give away something if you nail it right on. I don't know. If you if you put a score prediction, you nail it right on. Maybe we'll, we'll hit up Chris Gronkowski. By the way, if you buy an ice shaker uh, this week, and we always appreciate if you do that, make sure to mention Wildcat Country in the post-production survey or yes. the post-purchase survey yeah. uh, as we always uh, appreciate that. But 
more content coming. I mean, there's a lot going on. You never know when a bonus episode of Wildcat Country may pop up. Shane and I did a couple last week. You don't know when you're going to see another one. But for Shane Dale, I'm Eric Cohen. Thanks for listening. It's always entertaining in Wildcat Country. And as always, bear down. Bear down.